listening to First Church Charlotte. Let the people of God shout hallelujah. You may have your seats. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to First Church. Thank you for delivering me out of 25 degrees. I haven't said I love y'all. I just want to let you know in this winter season, I love y'all. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be back. This is one of my favorite places to be and to worship the Lord with you all and to share God's word. And uh, when pastor gave me the phone call and said, can you make it? I said, bro, I'll invite myself. Glad to be with you all. We had an amazing first service um, earlier today and God is doing incredible things in this second worship experience. And thank you for participating in the presence of God. How many are glad that you're not spectators, but you're participators in what God is doing? And I often say, even though we're in a pandemic, God's got a pandemic, and he's working and he's doing his perfect will amidst all the craziness and the chaos. That just lets us know that our God is big and bad all by himself. I wish I had a church. Amen. And he is going to continue to move and do what he does best. And that is be God over all. And I am so delighted to be with you all. And I give honor to uh, the great leadership of this house, to Bishop and Mother Elms. And uh, let's give God praise for them. They're great giants of the faith. We honor them. I love Bishop and Sister Elms. And I've uh, loved and respect them for many, many years since I was just a little kid being raised in church. And I uh, love Bishop and Sister Elms. And then to my one of my dearest friends, Pastor and, and Sister Charla Elms, they're wonderful people of God. And I want to let First Church know you have amazing people as your leaders. Amazing people. I think it's in order to appreciate the Lord by bringing men and women of God into your life that loves you and that serves you. Can we one more time clap our hands for your pastor, the first lady, my friend. Love them in their absence to Pastor and Sister Dixon and their family. Everyone that serves in ministry and leaders that I've uh, gained friendships with, thank you so much for uh, your friendship and your kindness and always uh, feeling at home being in this this church and um, God is going to continue to do great things stand with me let's get into the word the gospel of Luke chapter 5 and I'll be reading from verses 1 through 7 from the new international version and y'all pray for brother because I got to jump on a plane tonight back to the snow y'all don't feel sorry for me y'all ain't some of y'all like by yourself and just I mean we can do a night service tonight this Monday night service we can, you know, give me a reason to stay yeah, I gotta get back home St. Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 7 one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, you, you, 
you, you don't know the deal. You don't understand. The struggle was real last night. Sorry, that's my version. We, we worked hard all night. Jesus, you just don't know. We're in a pandemic, and if you didn't know already, just Rona's acting crazy all around us, and I've prayed, and I've fasted, and I've read your word, and I've believed, and I, I caught nothing. I came to church, and I believed you for healing. I believed you to save my kids and turn my finances around, and I I believed you for opportunities. I, I, I caught nothing. Worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But I like this phrase. But because you say so. I don't know if I have any more prayer in me. I don't know if I have enough faith in me. But, but because you say so. I'll, I'll let down the nets. Verse 6, when, when they had done so, they, hear it now, this is somebody's miracle. You ought to get happy right here. They caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled some of their partners. They called the boys in the other boat to say, y'all need to come and, and help us, give us a hand because... Both boats were filled to the point that it began to sink. What was empty became filled to the point that it broke and what was empty parked by the shores needed two of them plus extra hands and the boat sank. In a pandemic, in a time where things are this uncertain, things are just chaotic, makes absolutely no sense. We just don't know what's the next breaking news. We just don't know what is next to happen. Net breaking, boat sinking, miracles and blessings. With my name on it, I hope I'm in the right church today. I, because you say so. By the help of the Lord, I, I, I want to talk to us just on this simple message today. Catch 22. Come on, look to the left and the right. Turn to somebody say, catch 22. Catch, catch 22. Catch 22. Yeah. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us today. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit, God. Before we ask you for anything, we want to thank you for everything. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you, oh God, for the understanding that many had plans for today but did not wake up to see today. And so that we can inhale and exhale, that gives us the right to lift our hands and to say thank you, Lord, for the, allowing us to be standing on holy ground, to be at first church in the second service, to be gathered in this worship moment, God, to hear your word. Now I ask you to do what you do best. 
and that's to show yourself mighty and strong through your word that's already anointed and settled in heaven speak like only you can touch hearts and minds i pray that you will cover us under your blood i curse the plan and the ideas and the schemes and the lies and the tricks of the enemy of our soul and we declare that the satan is defeated what god has for us it is for us we're walking out never the same for your honor and for your glory we give you thanks and praise and clap your hands thank you for standing as you take your seats in the name of the lord catch 22. you know starting something new is always exciting can i get a witness Amen. starting something new is always exciting uh, there, there, there's a there, there's a wedding that's coming. That, that's exciting. I have to I have to shout y'all out. I love y'all. This starting something new is always exciting, and and even though we we may initially have fears, I think in general we all look forward to a new thing. Every idea for a new project or a new venture or a new journey breeds deep excitement in our souls. In life overall, we all love to start. We start in dating, we, we start in marriage, we start in joining the workforce, we, we start in college, we start by going to the gym, we start by starting a business or a creative project or even a family. Whatever it may be, we all look forward to the beginning of something new because it always sounds and feels magical in our minds. Right. We get a feeling of euphoria, which we hope will never disappear, because starting is infused with posi uh, positives only, and, and our thoughts may roam the expanse of possibilities, and the results always end well in our minds. You know, a new start always sounds great. When life becomes difficult and you have uh, several failures and mistakes and you've messed up perhaps a perfect relationship or, or maybe you're just bored of your job, you're bored of your house, you're bored of your family, you're bored of your friends, a new start sounds exciting when we find ourselves stuck in the mediocrities of life. Without a doubt, last year was difficult for many of us, and there's a good chance that this year will hold challenges of its own. But we can walk into this new year with a renewed perspective and confidence in our true source of power and provision. And with this understanding and knowledge, we won't be defeated or walk with our heads hanging low. As we rely on Jesus Christ, we can hold bold and we can be full of strength and power and filled with hope and expectation that what the devil meant for our evil, God can turn it around for our good and for his glory. No matter what, we can thrive. No matter what, we can succeed. No matter what, we can be successful. We can be blessed. The fact of the matter is, is that the enemy of our souls knows that if he can keep us looking back, we would make little progress in the future that God has for us. Yeah. 
We all have a past, and for some it may be memorable, for others it may be horrible. But whatever the past looks like, the enemy majors in causing us to indulge in what was. But I'm so thankful on this Sunday that we serve an awesome God that loves to plan ahead of us. And the Bible tells us that his plans are always better at the end. It was Jeremiah, the prophet, that reminds us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? prosper you plans to not harm you and plans to give you hope and a future in other words plans to give you an expected end so it doesn't matter what's happening in between it doesn't matter what's happening right now it doesn't matter what's happening in the middle the God that we serve is not only the author but he's the finisher of our faith he's not only alpha but he's omega he's not only the beginning but he's the end so the middle may look jacked up and messed up and ugly but at the end there's an expected end to let us know we're going to be victorious we're, we're going to get on top that that what the devil meant for evil God means it for our good and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world I've come with great news for somebody there's an expected end for your life no matter how many times you messed up no matter how many tears you cried there's an expected end for your life you can lift your hands and give God praise and put the devil on blast on this Sunday that no matter what comes to my life I will come on top. I wish I had a church here today. I, I, I want to encourage the family today uh, uh, to take your time this year. Hear me. Take the time this year to commit to stop looking back on the negatives of your life. <laughs> stop looking back at the negatives of your life because the reality is your memory is not the enemy. But the way you use your memory will determine the detriment. And when you do look back on life, it is only for moments of seeing what God did and how he's brought you through. And so I've come to bring life and hope through somebody with this word today that in this new year, you can have a new start. You can have a new start no matter where you've been or what you've done because Jesus died to save and to give you a brand new start. Jesus specializes in new beginnings and now you can look at every disappointment, you can look at every setback, you can look at every hurt, you can look at every pain as an opportunity to birth something new in your life. We do ourselves a great injustice as we lock God out when we keep looking back at all the negatives but we were made to move forward I've come to let somebody know on this second Sunday of a new year we were made to move forward and in 22 somebody needs to declare it right now it's time to stop looking back and it's time to move forward and I wonder if there's at least 20 praises in this second service watch it now that are thankful that God brought you out of many situations that would have only resulted in your destruction had you stayed there 
Yeah, some of you, you had to leave behind friends. Some of you had to leave behind people. Some of you had to leave behind possessions and relationships. Watch it now. To preserve your moving forward in God. It was probably some of the most challenging times you had to do, but you understood that when you put your trust in the one who knows best, the present pain will eventually turn into the greatest gain in your life. I need a praiser right here that can just stand and say, my pain was necessary. The, the, the hell that I've been through was necessary. The, the tears that I cried was necessary. The disappointments was worth it. The loss was necessary. Had I not been what I've gone through, I would never have been to a place where I pray and praise God the way I do right now. It's not just your mountaintop experiences, but it's what you do when you're in the valley. It's what you do when life doesn't make any sense. It's what you do when you can't pay the bills and you got a bad report from the doctor and your friends left you hanging. Then you can lift your hands and say some trust in horses and some in chariots and some in this and some in that but I will trust in the name of the Lord. Why? For the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run there into it and they are saved aren't you glad that you didn't lean on your own understanding aren't you glad that you didn't rely on friends that took advantage of you and left you hanging but thanks be to God that he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother and he says in his word he will never leave us nor forsake us but that he will always be with us I've come to let you know that your pain was contributing to your gain and now you cross over into a new year with all that you've been through last year with the praise to say devil you can't stop me you can't stop the plans of God on my life I am here to move forward and if God has brought me this far he's able to take me further somebody clap your hands and give him praise in this house I, I want to submit to you today, I want to submit to you today that looking back really feeds the desires of our flesh, providing a false sense of security. Right. When we look back and constantly dwell on the past, it seems to offer us a sense of safety, even if the situation we were in was a dangerous one, physically, emotionally, or even mentally. Yeah. This is because as humans, change and newness always bring with it a sense of challenge. It stretches our faith to the unknown. But in the past, we find comfort because, let's be honest, we all know that we were dealing with it. It was familiar. Yeah. It's safety for us, even though it was ugly and difficult. Yeah. It sounds strange to us, but it's a reality because people go back to abusive homes. Yeah. People go back to manipulative relationships, immoral lifestyles, and be, just because it's familiar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It provides a false sense of security. And I want to let somebody know in First Church that this has got to be your year of coming out. Yeah. That this has got to be your year of deliverance. This has got to be a year to say 22 cannot be like 21. 
I wish I can preach to somebody here. It, it can't be like yesterday and yesteryears. I, it can't be the same toxic relationship. It can't, it can't be the same unhealthy environment. No, there's got to be something new and better and greater for my life. Am I the only one in this church that believes God that for a new year there's coming new blessings and there's a new chapter in my life that all I got to do is just turn the page and forget about what's behind me and understand that God has allowed me to cross over into something new for my life. This, 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 this thing that we call looking back is going to hold us hostage. And I'm talking about moving forward from the past and looking forward into the future because the life that God has for you is always better than what you will leave behind. Consider with me the children of Israel that they did not defer from us today. And even though we, they were slaves in Egypt and cried out to God for freedom and help, they never seemed to let go of the past and the bondage that felt familiar to them. Right. Their lives were plagued with beatings and hard labor from their taskmasters. The Hebrew men were belittled and disrespected in front of their wives and children and they cried out to God. We are told in the word of God that God heard their cries and remembered his covenant with their forefathers and sent a deliverer, Moses, to bring them out of Egypt. And I find comfort and in, 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 in thanks and in, in encouragement from this story of the Exodus. While it may have ended tragically for many, it serves as wisdom to us who considers their lives to learn from their mistakes. That often for us, we cry out to God to, to save us from our situations and save us from our setbacks and our dilemmas. But truthfully, we want the saving on our terms and not his. Which breeds more disappointments and that causes us to look back. Every time we're disappointed disappointed we always look back and the children of Israel wanted to come out of bondage but they did not trust God and they longed to go back to Egypt for the false sense of security it provided to them they did not see the wilderness as temporary or that God was with them in the coming out all they can think about was what they had when they were in bondage looking back and I've come to really teach, preach the word of the Lord to somebody here today that in 2022, this year has got to be the year that you let go, hear me now, of the familiar and the false sense of the security of the past and make a fresh start to trust God with the process of your life. Let, let's be, can we be honest today? Let's, letting go of the familiar sounds so simple, yet it can be so hard. Yet it's one of the biggest things necessary for our spiritual growth, for our growth overall in life. And it's something we learn from the life of Rahab that imagine being known as Rahab the prostitute all of your life. <laughs> yeah, she, but she had faith to uh, in God and, and she had the faith it took to let go 
of what she was and what she knew. And she made a committed commitment to a couple of Jewish spies, the Bible says, and, and honored their God in the process. Her commitment allowed for she and her family to escape Jericho when the walls came tumbling down. And in the end, Rahab became a part of the lineage of Jesus. In other words, God used a prostitute to change the course of history and the Lord is speaking to somebody right now in this service that this year is your year to let go of the familiar so that you can embrace something bigger and better for your life I know letting go of the familiar is hard and letting go of the familiar is challenging because change can take an emotional toll on us it's even more difficult to let leave behind the old habits and the old attitudes and the old behaviors it's difficult to leave the familiar behind but I believe God is saying to somebody it's time to let it go it's time to let it go and it's time to move on and if you've been struggling with a destructive habit or perhaps you've experienced the temptations to always turn back maybe you're here under the sound of my voice and you've agonized over a loved one's downward spiral desperately attempting to rescue them time and time again until finally God impressed upon you stop let go how much money are you going to spend in that area of your life how much time are you going to waste how much energy and focus are you going to pour into that area of your life that at the end of the day it's keeping you back it's holding you hostage and you always tend to look back every time you're disappointed at what's supposed to be next in your life but I feel that God is challenging us today that we've all struggled with the difficulties of letting go of the old in order to grasp the new but understand that God understands that letting go of the familiar is also hard for us but yet he calls us to move on to something new a new life in him by letting go of our old worldly lives and old habits and old dreams to boldly move forward without looking back and when you feel that God is calling you to move on you've got to trust him you've got to obey him you've got to lead to his guidance he will give you the grace to do whatever he has asked you to do some of you right now you crossed over into a new year but you're still holding on to 21 even 20 but I'm here to let the devil know that we may be in a pandemic and a lot of things has happened in our life and yes we've all been impacted by things that's been going on in our world but can I tell somebody it's time to let it go it's time to get it out of your system get it out of your mind and get it out of your spirit it's it's causing too much confusion and doubt and anxiety and unbelief and God is trying to say if you can only just let it go give me some room and space so that I can give something new in your life and bring something greater and better so that we can stand up amidst of what's happening around us and boldly declare with the spirit of God in us and with the faith that we hold to 
say God is a God of impossibilities that he specializes in things that are impossible when it doesn't make sense to us that's God's greatest platform to do the greatest work in our lives so that at the end of the day we won't pat ourselves on the back we won't give nobody else the credit we can come to church and lift our hands and say had it not been for the Lord who was on our side I wish I had a church that came to praise God on this second service I I wish I had somebody that's got enough faith to say I still believe God I know what the news are saying I I know what social media is posting but but do you have enough faith to say I still believe God yeah yeah people are being exposed by the virus yeah people are losing their jobs yes the uncertainty is real but do I have anybody that knows who he is that can lift their hands and say I still believe God that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I just need 10 of you that can clap their hands if you got crazy faith today and shout, I still believe God. Still believe God. I still believe God. The, The Bible tells us in Luke 5, Verses 1 and 2, one day as Jesus was standing by, he was standing by the lake. He wasn't in the water. He was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. The people were crowding him, crowding around him and listening to the word of the Lord. And he saw at the water's edge two boats. They were left there by the fishermen and they were washing their nets. He was standing by the lake. No doubt. Lake Gennesaret was a beautiful body of water, but there's, let's be honest, there's a fear when it comes to the deep waters. The deep waters that stretches to meet the sky, being surrounded by so many unknown unknowns that challenge some of our ability to be in control. And that's a feeling that we all don't like. All kinds of resources from books to the internet details to us that there is so much more to see and experience in the deep. But my fear, I wish I had somebody here, of losing control. My, 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 My fear of not seeing or navigating my way. The fear of being open to attacks and and a virus and a pandemic keeps me from venturing out into the deep. This this lake, this body of water is just an example of the width and the depth of life that God has for every child of God. I'm talking about the deep waters. Somebody shout the deep waters. The deep waters gives us a visual of of the life and grace, mercy and love and kindness and blessings and opportunities that awaits us when we enter the new in Christ. They saw Jesus standing on the shores by the lake. My question for somebody here today is, what are you seeing standing on the shores of your life? But what, 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 what are you seeing? What opportunities awaits you in the deep? What fears plague your minds as you stand contemplating, should I turn and walk away? 
or should I launch out and trust God? Yes. What, what idea has God given you about your future? What, what plans has God shown you about your life? You see, church, the deep water is one of the earth's most valuable natural resources. It provides food and fish. It, it's used for transportation. It provides a, a treasured source of recreation for humans and great beauty and great wealth exist in the deep. It means that we are in the shallow and there's not much to explore in the shallow. There's no depth and our view of life becomes superficial when we remain where we are in control of our lives. Nothing of significance can grow there. Nothing can survive. Nothing can be sustained in the shallow because the waves of life will always diminish that which has no roots. And I, I need to help somebody uh, to, to, to tell you that you need to stand in this year and really speak it over your life and say, I was not created to spend my whole life on a shallow level. Yes. This may not be for everybody, but this maybe 25 of you that really has a picture and you really believe God and God has given you a picture of your life in this new year. You can say in your spirit, I was not created to be standing or to live my whole life on the shallow level. No, I, I wasn't created to spend my whole life on the sandy shores watching others venture out into the deep, watching others fulfill their dreams while I'm just standing and dreaming of what could be. No, God has placed a deep sized water dream in my heart for my life and it's a life that hinges on faith in him and while we may not know or have all the facts directions pit stops obstacles or storms and attacks we rest in the one who made the deep and has written the script of our lives i'm preaching to somebody in first church today perhaps you've never viewed your life as deep before but you believe that you were not made to be standing on shallow waters you believe you did not choose this plan by chance that God wants to speak to you about your life he wants to expand your view he wants to tell you to take the limits off shatter the fear that has kept you back and trust him in the next phase of your life he's calling me into the deep to experience more that he has for my life shallow waters the apostle peter heard god's command one day while he was on the shores of the water he he heard god's command in the shallow areas peter and his friends the bible says left their boats on the shore and went to wash their nets because they had a failed night in fishing you got understand and we all notice that peter made his living by fishing right this was his bread and butter, but he had a discouraging night at work. Yeah. Jesus was teaching and the people were pressing him. And, and so he pretty much uses Peter's boat as a pulpit. And he asked Peter to push him out a little bit so he can sit and teach the people on the shores. And the Bible lets us know in chapter 5 and verse 4, he, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. 
Here's a word for all of us in the new year that when we wait on God and listen to his words, we will hear his command and see his promises come to pass. See, some of you can't shout amen because you're still sucking your thumb and complaining and whining and murmuring about what was. You're still holding on to what's behind you. You're still, you're still remembering 21, but, but, but you're here right now and you're saying, how in the world? I mean, my boat is parked on the edge of the water. I'm washing my nets. I, I had a bad day on the job, a bad night fishing. I caught nothing. I prayed. I believed God. I had faith. I walked into January last year believing God coming out of 2020 that there's absolutely no way that 21 can be like 2020 and now I'm in 2022 and I can look back in 21 and I can say what significant things happen in my life what what benefited me what worked for my good and and maybe you're here and maybe you're just going through the motions and maybe you find yourself at a place that nothing is really happening for your life and you can relate to Peter to say I worked all night and caught nothing I I I I, I know the waters I'm a professional I'm a fisherman I know the deal I I know the waves I know where to catch the most fish but his boat was parked and his nets were being washed because he caught nothing but hear the word of the Lord when you wait on God and when you listen to his word and when you hear his command although there may be an empty boat and an empty net the promises of God will come to pass in your life if you take heed to what he said that's the power of God and that's when we can get more praise amen coming from our hearts to Jesus Christ understanding that there is absolutely no way in reality that this makes sense how can God still bless my business how can God still bless me financially how can God still cover me and watch me and protect me there's so much happening in our world there's so much craziness going on in life life how it doesn't make any sense my boats are empty my nets are empty but hear what God says because at the end of the day what God said it that's what it means and it shall come to pass he says launch out he says throw your nets out one more time oh I feel the word of the Lord reaching for somebody here that you feel like you're at the place of giving up but I hear the Lord saying launch out again I hear the Lord saying try again go after that job again fill out that job application go and uh, submit that resume go and submit that email somebody here you probably closed the door on opportunities in your life because so many opportunities were closed in the past but this is a new year and God says take your empty boat take your empty net and launch out one more time and believe me for a big catch that I'm able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you may ask or think he has good plans for us but before you venture out into the deep I want to encourage you to spend time on the shores and just listen to him to just listen to him because deep waters only take place as a result of you waiting on the shores of your life and taking heed to God's command. 
We find ourselves in danger of missing out on the deep because we fail to listen to God on the shallow shores. And I want to challenge somebody, perhaps watching at home this afternoon, that if God is your partner, make your plans big. That's right. Ooh, I'm going to preach myself happy today. I, lunch is calling me. I, I, I might as well work an appetite. God, if God is your partner, make your plans big. And once we get a hold of the commands of God, there will be no stopping the plans of God that he has for our lives. Oh, I know it won't be easy, but that's the reason for the promise that in difficult moments and in difficult times and in difficult seasons, perhaps a difficult year, we can all trust the one who made the promise to keep his word. And after Peter had finished all night and caught nothing, we can only imagine that he he was tired and frustrated. I mean, he was a professional fisherman. Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus, really? Like, you're telling me about water? Jesus, you're a carpenter. You don't know anything about water. You don't know anything about fishing. You don't. All the respect, Jesus. You're a carpenter. Stay in your lane. Stay in your place. Let's just wash our nets. Let's call it the night. We'll just try again another day. And I, and I think in Peter's mind at this moment, he was more of an expert of the navigation of the Sea of Galilee than Jesus because he had probably worked those waters all of his life. And if we're honest, we can say that we felt like that at times in our life where, hear me now, we've given all of our years to a career. We've given all our years to a relationship. We've given all our years to a business. And all we've come up with at the end is disappointment and loss. Yeah. We, we just don't want to try anymore. And God's words sometimes fall into hearts that are so broken that we have to muster up in every ounce of faith just to try again and Peter experienced the same feeling the same discouragement and loss but after hearing Jesus teach he mustered up enough faith and he said in verse 5 master we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything I love this verse but because you said so <laughs> because you say so I I'm going to let down the nets and Peter at this point in time he acted on the word in obedience even though all of his natural senses were saying otherwise and and in this act of obedience and submission to God's word Peter experienced a huge miracle yes let me let me do the moonwalk and say that one more time uh, Peter acted on the word in obedience even though all of his natural senses were saying otherwise and in this act of obedience and submission to God's word Peter experienced a huge miracle who who is this word for today who who, who is this word for today that is so caught up looking at empty boats and and empty nets but you fail to realize God's word and what he has said over your life I'm trying to help your faith in this new year I'm trying to help somebody don't miss the moment of what God could do in your life this year because you're so caught up with what's empty in your life oh it's time to launch out into the deep 
one more time. It's time, it's time to trust God again. It's time to say, God, I still believe you and what you have said over my life. Yeah. It's a huge miracle. A huge miracle with your name on it. It's a huge blessing with your name on it. It's a huge coming out with your name on it. It's a huge opportunity with your name on it. I wish somebody can really just show me that you really believe what the word of the Lord says concerning your life. It's time to shake off 21. It's time to shake off what was behind you in the past. It's time to shake off all the disappointments and the failures and say God because you say so I'm going to trust you because you say so I'm going to let down the nets again because you say so I believe there could be a miracle with my name on it be a miracle with my name on it the, so the story says the catch in the deep was so enormous <laughs> that their nets broke and that they have the call of the fishermen to help with the haul. The nets not only broke, but their boat sank. Is anybody hearing me today? They, their nets broke and their boats sank. What a miracle Peter experienced. And you can experience that same miracle in 22. Yeah, I feel the word of the Lord for somebody. Sometimes we don't want to take that step forward because of the failure and the hurts and the disappointments are just too much. But I trust that you will draw strength from Peter's life and have enough faith to believe God to launch out into the deep. I'm believing God in 22 that your hall will be tremendous and the miracle of your life will exude Jesus to the world all around you. It's a catch. 22 blessing for your life you see we use the term catch 22 and it comes from the 1961 book of the same name by joseph heller and in this book an air force pilot was named uh, by the name of john yashurian uh, uh, wants to get out of the flying dangerous mission and in the book it states if a pilot is deemed insane they don't have to fly to be deemed insane, a pilot must request to be evaluated. And if a pilot requests to be evaluated, this demonstrates that he must be sane. Therefore, no pilot can ever be deemed insane and no pilot can get out of flying. That's the catch 22 from the book's title. Essentially meaning of catch 22, it means a difficult situation for which there's no easy or possible solution. Yeah. A situation that has no resolution is often referred to as catch 22. Right. Catch 22 situations are defined by mutually conflicting conditions on both sides of the situation which keeps someone trapped in the status quo. Yeah. It's like a chicken and egg situation. Which comes first? Catch 22. If one feels there's no way out, they may have gotten caught up in a catch 22 situation. Let's be real. Catch 22s are hard to avoid because life is full of catch 22s. Scratch it. In fact, life is a catch 22. Can I get a witness in here? Yeah. They say that being alive means people are going to die. That's good news. Being alive means that people are going to die and trying harder to stay alive might kill them faster. Catch 22. 
I mean, maybe, you know, can't get a job. You say you can't get a job without experience, but you can't get experience without a job. Catch 22. You're getting it? The office printer is out of toner, right? And you need to fill out a requisition form to request more toner. You don't have any toner to print out the requisition form. Catch 22. Or maybe you go back to work after having a baby and you have to deal with the expense of childcare costs. If you decide to stay home after having a baby, you won't have the income to cover the costs and everyday expenses. It's a catch-22. And I want to ask somebody in First Church today, do you ever feel like you're caught between a rock and a hard place? Only three of you. Okay. Everybody else, show me how you do it after service, please. But I need to talk to the real honest people. Have you ever felt yourself in life caught between a rock and a hard place? I mean that no matter what you choose, you're not going to get the outcome you desire. If so, you're in a catch-22 situation. But I stopped by First Church on the second service to let you know I'm not talking about a situation that has no solution. I'm not talking about a situation that has no resolution. But the catch-22 that I'm talking about is your little faith for a big catch. I wish somebody would hear me today. I'm talking about the little faith that you have for a big catch. Somebody that says, yes, my net is empty, but but you can get a net-breaking miracle. Catch 22. Your, your boat is empty, but you can get a sinking boat blessing. That A catch 22. Is there anybody in first church that will say in 22, I'm going to catch something big? Where, 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 all my, where all the faith people at? Where, where's all the people that believe God? I, I, I can't see you. I, maybe you're in the back. Is there anybody in 2022 that can stand and let the devil know and let the enemy of your soul know I'm getting ready to catch something big in 22? in 22 what was empty will cause my net to break I've worked all night I've caught nothing I prayed and nothing happened my nets are empty my boat is parked on the shore but I've come to let you know what Peter said to Jesus Jesus because you said so I've got a word for somebody that feels empty on faith, that feels empty on prayer, that feels empty on trying again. In this new year, I dare you to stand up and say, God, because you said so, I'm going to believe again. God, because you said so, I'm going to pray again. God, because you said so, I'm going to worship again. I'm going to try again. What's your catch 22? Put it on and let the enemy know I'm going to catch more favor I'm going to catch more blessings I'm going to catch more anointing I'm going to catch more wealth I'm going to catch more power I'm going to catch more opportunities it's a catch 22 situation for your life it's a big catch from your little faith a big catch from your little faith God you you don't understand praise team come I'm getting ready to close 
empty. I mean, I don't have nothing left. I've ran out of joy. I've ran out of peace. I've ran out of money, out of resources. I've tried. And I caught nothing. Could it be God's way of using my emptiness? as a vehicle or a platform to introduce miracles in my life. Could it be that sometimes God allows us to get so low and so without? Could it be that it's God's way of saying that we've tried from everybody else and anything else and everything has failed to the point that Jesus says, all right, you're done? launch out into the deep you're done being control of your life launch out into the deep you're trying are you done navigating your will and your desires are you done can I be God now can I can I be who I am for you and in you and in your life and in your family now that you're empty of all of that launch out sometimes we are so full of ourselves we're so full of our ambitions and our will and our goals that there's no room for Jesus and the only room for Jesus is when we get to a place where we are empty I'm talking to somebody, some man, some woman, some family that's here under the sound of my voice and you're at the place where you're on E right now and you're saying, we don't have anything left. That is the introduction for Jesus to step in and say, now I can be who I am and show you what I can do in your life. Launch out. And I'm going to use what's empty and the little faith that remains for you to have a big catch. You see, your comfort zone is the psychological environment that helps you feel like you're in control. When I'm in my comfort zone, I feel confident and experience less anxiety. Living in my comfort zone can be both positive and negative. However, staying in my comfort zone can limit my potential of spiritual and personal growth. But I want to let somebody know that you're a part of God's plan. And it's what you were made for. And if you don't embrace God's plan, you'll miss the purpose for which he created you. Perhaps you've received a powerful word or a moment from God about your life, but so many obstacles and hindrances have happened along the way, and you think it won't happen for you. I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the horizon. God never said that the journey would be easy, but he did say that the arrival will be worthwhile. Oh, you may be empty right now, but I feel like there's a big catch with somebody's name on it in this service today and if you believe God for that and for your family and for your life 
would you step out of your seat and come to the altar perhaps you want to remain where you are standing seating i think it's time to now make this moment an altar where we can recommit and dedicate our lives to a god to say god it's a new year i need a new me I need a new perspective, I need new vision, I need new dreams and new goals. I Now that I'm empty of 2021 and empty of the worries and the cares of this life and worried about this pandemic, I know we all supposed to be concerned, we should be, but I'm not gonna let my concerns become fears and anxieties and drive me to unbelief, no, and, and, blo- and clutter my, my vision as to what God has for me next, no, it's time to become empty of all of that empty nets and empty boats so that Jesus can step in and tell us to launch out into the deep that will result in net breaking and boat sinking anointings and power and blessings and miracles in my life hands raised all over this building right now as the praise team comes to worship. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.